Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. If you all would like to find us on the internet, you can go to trustthejourney.today. That's our website. It's our Instagram. Like, comment, share, subscribe. All of those things help us get the show to more people, which is definitely part of our goal is impacting the world in a bigger way with these conversations that we have in this space. If you would like to support us on Patreon, that would be so, so, so appreciated. And any amount supporting on Patreon gets you into the Trust the Journey family, which is a private Facebook group. And we invite anybody listening to join us there anytime. Yeah, and we'd like to thank our editor, Kimberly Joy Voice, for taking over the editing and for posting the shows for us. She's doing a great job, and we really appreciate having her as part of the team and the Trust the Journey family. Uh, If you would like to have Kimberly Joy Voice working for you, she is available. Her email is KimberlyJoyVoice at gmail.com, and she'd be glad to help you out with any podcast editing needs. Right on. All right, family, that's what we're doing today. We're talking about family. We're happy to have you with us. So let's dive into this sucker. Jay, let's let's hear from you. Yeah, I mean, so this is what the show is all about, right? It really is about the concept of family and uh, chosen and blood, you know, really like leaning into what does family mean to us? What how does it present itself in our lives? Where do we engage with family? How do we choose How do we choose our chosen families? What are the, you know, the um, mechanisms at play that help create these systems within our lives that are so, so integral to who we are, where we come from and where we're going and, and what, and the legacies that we leave behind us are a huge piece of that too. They're, they're part of our family. So thought it was a good episode topic for, um, Melanie, because she's been spending a bunch of time with her family lately, and for mm-hmm. myself, I've also been spending a lot of time with my Canadian peeps lately. So it really does feel like family to be back on, you know, home turf on uh, in a country that I grew up in and um, seeing a lot of friendly faces and family that I love and care for. So yeah, I thought it was appropriate. Yeah, I mean, when I started to reflect after we posed this topic. It's something I said I wanted to do for a long time, for multiple years in my intense skydiving years. I clearly was not prioritizing my blood family. And that was creating a gap in my emotional happiness. I just, I felt it. I was fine. I was functioning. No big deal. But it was it was clearly something that was inside me, like bothering me. And then I finally acknowledged, OK, I want to spend more time with my family. I wrote about it in my public writing. I talked about it with friends. And it still took like two more years for me to really start to even begin putting more time with my family and making more efforts to be to be with them but i got to say it's that effort has magnified in the years since this was probably 10 years ago now and obviously for people who know me know that i used to live out west my family is from the northeast and i moved back to the northeast probably like Oh gosh, I don't know, seven years ago now, <clears throat> long time. But the one of the reasons for that and the callings for that is, yeah, I love New York City. I love the Northeast. I love the winter, all of those things. And it was that I was also going to be able to be within drivable striking distance of my blood family most of the time. My parents are actually, my mom and my stepdad are snowbirds now, so they're in Florida half the year. But still, the point is, is, I care very much about being close to them. And I've used that to lean into this feeling of of the years that I was apart from them 
and really being honest with myself that I wanted to make more time in my life for them. And I'm and I'm so, so glad I have. It's every time, every minute I spend with my family, I genuinely cherish it. Yeah. And you can really see how it affects you in a positive way. I, I see your energy when you say, oh, I'm off with the family this weekend, you know, and then you're gone and you, you do a great job of putting firm boundaries in place for yourself in order to protect that time with your family and that you always seem uh, filled with joy and rejuvenated when you have had the chance. And I always get pictures. I always feel lucky to be <laughs> shared some pictures to say, here's where I've been. This is what I've been doing kind of thing, you know, catching up with my peeps. So yeah, you can you. see the positive impact. It thank you. Yeah. So you've been with Chosen Family, which is another yeah. whole full thing. Yeah, you know, I've been I came up to Canada about a month ago now, and I've been taking this opportunity now that the borders have reopened to non vital travel. Uh, being a dual citizen, it has allowed me the opportunity to come back and to reconnect with a lot of friends and family that I think of friends that I think of as family, you know, for, that I haven't seen for at least a year. Um, many of them were the last people that I saw before things closed down. Uh, I'd been in Florida for a, our annual Canadian canopy piloting team training camp uh, that we've been running for the last half a dozen years. And that was the last event right before COVID. So I hadn't seen these people in a while. And they're people I connect with on a very regular basis, you know, a couple, two, three times a year, multiple events for, for decade now, yeah. uh, or decades, depending on the individuals. And it's been really nice to have the opportunity to spend some quality time, really just connecting and, and hanging out and, you know, camping, traveling around, visiting with other friends, visiting with other family and doing simple things, you know, like taking a barbecue down to the lake and cooking up some food by the lake and just chilling out for a little while and yeah. spending time enjoying each other's company, you know, simple as that. Yeah. I think that's, and again, when I was thinking about this, I, the contemplation of the, what that word means to people, it can mean so many different things. Some people really take that word of family as blood. Like that's what family means. And then everyone else's friendship or whatever. And, you know, and I think it's a definition we get to decide for ourselves. And I, cause I was thinking there and I was like family, if I'm thinking about my blood family, like we just talked about, or my chosen family, like we're talking about now, I, I make the effort to make time and make memories with those people from the perspective of shared life experience and stuff like that. And then I was contemplating what, what makes up a family? You know, what, what is that? You know, and I'm thinking, okay, shared experiences, shared values, being there for each other, connection, lineage, you know, it's just starting to just percolate on what the actually actual idea is. And cause there's so many people in my life and Maybe that's not the way, right way to say it. Cause it's not necessarily so many people, but there are people in my life that I really feel are there for me at the f fundamental level that I such that I feel like they will never leave my life in this lifetime. So I'd love to chime in here Please. because this is an area where I feel like I have a very strong opinion about what determines the difference between friends, family, and what is blood. And for me, showing up for people being a regular part of people's lives on a on regular year after year after year is what family means to me mm -hmm. that that's that's a simple thing Sim family means being part of somebody's life showing up for them being non-judgmental being supportive and just being there time and time and time again Beautiful. and it's that easy and whether or not there's a blood lineage involved in that is irrelevant yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 And the only reason I put that word on the list was the contemplation around the idea, you know, whether people include that or not. I think that's so spot on the being there for someone. I, that's a, that's a huge concept in my life period. 
like just period. Who is really there for me? And how am I showing up and being there for the people that I call my family? Am I, am I, am I living and embodying what those, those things are that I want from, from others? Am I doing that for my people as well? I think that's really important to look both ways. I think there's a big piece of this that like for myself, when I want to anchor the concept to somebody that I care about to say, hey, hey, I think of you as family, you're family to me, and I want you to feel the same way about me. I go the extra mile to be there when it's hard, when it's inconvenient, when it's needed, and when it's not. Yeah. When it's just for the sake of doing it, you know, and to continue doing that. And, you know, if you're one of the people whose lives I show up in on regular, you know it. Yeah. You know that <laughs> I, I make the effort to come out and travel and to be, you know, engage. And oftentimes it's a many miles apart, you know, like family is often very distant. The, the world being the way it is today, especially our lives as travelers the people that we think of as being closest to us are often not necessarily physically close. And so that physical distance is something that will oftentimes need to be overcome. And the energetic bond, that tightness of, of there's like a, a peaceful knowing that somebody you vibe with somebody, your energies are on the same frequency that doesn't require you to be in the same space together but when you are it affirms it mm-hmm. you know it really it does anchor it and, and i could say from my own experience that i have had um, many blood members of my family who which i've rarely or even never engaged with in my life and so i have a hard time to think of that as family when i have had little to no contact of any kind and then the opposite scenario where there's no, you know, genetic relationship in the modern day and that those relationships are anchored, you know, regularly with, you know, yeah. touching, touching base and, you know, virtually, energetically, physically, all the different ways. I think this is a really important conversation, especially for people who don't necessarily have blood family that to to really turn the term on its ear so that people can feel like I, I can't imagine the heartache. I mean, I've heard from, you know, life coaching clients of mine, friends over the years about the breaks in the blood line of family and the the common vernacular, the common meaning of family is only blood is only blood lineage. You know what I mean? And it's, I think, so important for the emotional health and just that. Yeah, the emotional health and and growth of the world for people who don't have a quote unquote blood, like a blood family that they still have can have family. You know what I mean? That family isn't something they'll never have because they don't have a blood family, that it can absolutely be cultivated through what you and I have both shared already. I think that's such a powerful, empowering idea, you know, when we feel maybe alone in the world or unsupported. Well, the other modality that brings a family together is marriage, right? That's the bridge where couples choose to, you know, intermingle two families, blood families together through that, that, act of committing to each other in their lives in some way. And I think, I mean, this has been going on in in different cultures in different ways for millennia, but in the modern world, you know, that commitment, it doesn't seem to ring with the same value that it may have in previous generations. You know, I think that if we're honest with ourselves, the, the divorce rate in modern culture is almost on par with the marriage rate. So the number of people who are getting married are virtually all getting divorced. And that just is saying, well, hey, this decision to link families together, you know, in in different cultures, it's done for different reasons, whether it be for strength or security or for power or for love. 
or for procreation, you know, to, to build out a family. But in the modern time, it's generally for our own security. It's yeah. for our own feeling of well-being. Like the reason why we choose to marry somebody is because we want to have kids or we want somebody else to be there for us in our lives. We want to have this partner, um, partner in crime, somebody to be there, somebody to rely upon, you know, and it's a very individualistic approach to marriage. So that choosing of putting two families together is more about putting two people together than it is about putting families together. Yeah, it's a pretty big concept. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, yeah. I certainly can reflect on my own experience with the concept of marriage and the experience of marriage being like, for sure, that was an unconscious idea I had about it as well. This feeling that safety and security would come from that, from that, which is really false. It's just false. I mean, the divorce rate, you pointed to it so, so readily. It, it's that safety and security and emotional safety comes from our actions, comes from that showing up, comes from that, you know, is someone there for me? You know, those types of things. Are we there for another and again, I'm not even saying anything about the the divorces because those are usually very useful for people. Mine was for me, you know, so it's they can be blessings in disguise to help us uncover those unconscious parts of ourselves. So I like that you pointed to that because it's I think it is important to think about, like I was saying earlier, what does it mean to us? Why would we want a family. Like, what does that, that mean? Is it kids? Is it, and, and I think it's so unique for each person that it's worthy of, of that contemplation. It's a really interesting topic. I, I want to reflect on my own experience a little bit in saying that I feel so fortunate to have gained a family through my marriage and long-term relationship with uh, Fernanda, my first wife, her whole family is Brazilian and our relationship brought me a Brazilian family. So now I have brother-in-law, sisters-in-laws, stepmom, stepdad, and all cousins, nieces and nephews all in Brazil. And I feel so fortunate because that even though our relationship and our marriage has transformed and we're no longer coupled and married in the sense that we were, her family hasn't divorced me. Mm-hmm. So we, I maintain a Brazilian arm to my family now, and it, I love them so much. They're so special and so important to me. And on regular, on a daily basis, we have interactions through, uh, through the internet, through messaging, through, you know, oh, here's something that I know my brother-in-law would appreciate so much because this is something that he really, he's really into. And I'll send him a message or picture or something, you know, we'll go on about the different things that we love. And I really feel blessed to have gained a family through that marriage and, and retained that family. And I'm planning to go there to visit um, Brazil for many reasons. And one of them is because I want to make a point to stay engaged with my Brazilian family. And, I know that I'm not the only person who has been in a relationship, gained a family through it, and then the relationship is grown, transformed, changed, transmuted into something different than it was, and that family hasn't left because of it, and we've retained that, and I I just wanted to touch on that value for a second. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Going back to the idea of making time making space for those people showing up. It, it's That's the thing. Like I had just spent three weeks with my family for a summer visit and all of this and brought Matilla up, worked from there, really just made the time and, and went through the rigor of like living there for three weeks so I could get more time. And then what happened was my sister-in-law's mother passed and I had just been there, but I drove right back up. I drove right back up to be there for her and my brother. And it was a obviously a challenging time for her and the family. And it was such a blessing to get more time with, I saw my other two nephews that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. And it's just, yeah, I, I, I keep going back to that idea, but this idea of showing up and, and being there for people 
is such a core component of what family is to me personally. I absolutely agree. I can't echo that sentiment enough that showing up is what really makes it. It's what really makes it. Yeah. You know, I've got, I've got people in my life that I really care about. And I think to myself, I'm like, what am I going to do to let these people know how much they mean to me? And I mm. think to myself, well, I'm just going to keep showing up in their lives in a consistent and positive way to continue to reinforce this value in, and it's not a game. It's not a manipulation, right? It's, it's a way to say, I'm going to just walk here next to you with regularity just to show that this is what's important to me. You know, it's, yeah, I absolutely love it. Oh, it's beautiful. What else is on your brain? Where, so where are you? I am currently in Calgary, Alberta, on the outskirts of Calgary, Alberta. I'm at my friend Christopher Watson's house, and he is a listener to the show. So uh, I want to thank Christopher for making the space in his house today to accommodate a recording for Trust the Journey. So I'm in his office right now in his lovely adorned office. And um, (laughs) Chris is like family to me. He's a great person. I love him dearly. We've spent many, many trips in many different places, um, often base jumping together. And we've been on, so that, I mean, is a part of the Sky family for me. And I use that term Sky family very endearingly and very regularly to uh, refer to everybody who flies, uh, whether it's base jumpers, skydivers, paragliders, hang gliders, pilots, everybody who flies and who looks at each other in the world and sees a fellow airman or airwoman, air person, and says, Yeah, you also get why I fly. And I think that's the big connector there is oftentimes, you know, people say, I don't know why you would do that. And I say, I understand. And you may be a family member to me in other ways, but somebody who looks across the table and says, I know why you fly. That's, that's part of the sky family. And there's a, that's a brotherhood and a sisterhood that is universal. And I bet like 90% or more of our listenership is going to fall into that category. Yeah. And it speaks to another pillar of what family can mean for people right? We keep talking about showing up, being there for people. That for me is the thread of the deepest family, of the family that matters the most to me. So if I talk about Sky Family, heck yeah, I'm very connected, very much huge love for the Sky Family. It doesn't mean those people are the people who are there for me and that I'm there for. I am in the ways that I am, but there it speaks of the connection. Like there is a connection that binds us all. And that absolutely feels like a family. I mean, it's not just for me. I think I think that it is obvious, obviously, that we fly and we have a love of the sky and we have an understanding of what it's like to play up there and be up there and and connect up there. And it's also the community of the sky family for me, the the feeling like you are accepted and supported in sort of our misfit state, you know, like it feels like a sea of misfits where you feel genuinely seen, genuinely accepted. And that's a, that's a big thread of the sky family for me too. I absolutely agree. There's a, a certain amount of you are accepted here, regardless of your, you know, what may be judged as individual quirks or eccentricness or, you know, the things that might stick out or make you different in general society are, are welcomed here and acknowledged as part of your, you know, character and what makes you unique and different. Yeah. 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 I definitely, I I love that. That's the, so I, I mean, I'll touch on the sky family a little bit more because I grew up in, uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So I was born there in Toronto and I lived the first 23 years of my life in Toronto and in the outskirts of Toronto. And at 23, I made the decision to move to the States to go skydiving professionally 
and to train to become Canadian national team members in the four-way formation skydiving discipline. And the sky family, the chosen family of the other people who skydive and other people who base jump and everybody else involved in that whole pool is the family that I chose to embrace and was welcomed by. So, so many people, so many beautiful souls and beautiful hearts chose to also welcome and support me on that, on, in those decisions and on those journeys, even when it was very hard and it was very difficult and there were obstacles to be overcome that were, were going to require a lot of time or some very creative thinking or a lot of patience, you know, sometimes a lot of patience was involved yeah. and I chose to embrace that life around the sky family partially because it was a sport or an, an an occupation an endeavor that was passionate to me but largely because of the people in it you know the people in it made it feel and make it feel like a safe place to be myself yeah you know so i've always been really grateful for that yeah, it's fascinating. I also think of the other side of the coin, like my dad's a pilot. So I feel like I've been had this real deep and, uh, you know, bloodline connection to the Sky family as well through aviation with my dad. One thing that in my own like deeper healing, my he deeper healing journey, it also became apparent to me as much as all of that you that you echoed or that you said was is true, I, I completely echo it. I, I believe everything that you said. It's that is my experience with the Sky family also. And it's so clear to me also that a part of me was. Yes, fueled by that crazy love for skydiving and the feelings of acceptance and all this stuff. And I was also sort of running away from my blood family, you know, the, my orit family of origin, because anytime we look at our fam true family of origin mo for most people, there's a lot of our deepest wounds are there, you know, our deepest like patterns. And we have to really look in the mirror when we go back and look at our family of origin. And for a long time, it was, uh, I was really afraid to do that. And so, yeah, uh, it's great to now be sort of in that work so much more deeply, healing so much more such that I can really be with my blood family in, and feel accepted just as much as I feel peace in the sky family because it's I've cultivated those feelings of peace and acceptance in my own self, you know, like becoming my own family in my own body, in my own self, in my own being, that whole notion that Brene Brown talks about of belonging to yourself allows us the depth and ability to really be with other people, however they're showing up. And so like that being the quote unquote black sheep of my family, you know, the one that moved away, that did all these crazy things, you can feel, yeah, you can feel really like you don't belong in your in your blood family or the place that you derive that your family of origin. And I definitely felt that. I was like, they don't understand me. I don't belong. I felt all kinds of those things with my family of origin for a long time. And only in my growth as a person over time did I realize, oh, that's that's me just saying that. That is me putting up a wall in between connecting with my family of origin. And it's up to me to break down those limiting beliefs and be okay with the fact that we have different life experiences, but that does not mean we are not connected. That does not mean they don't love me. Doesn't mean like all kinds of things that made me afraid to be more connected there. Yeah, I absolutely echo that statement. That's I've went through a very much the exact same experience with in a lot of ways, choosing to detach from my blood family in order to let go of a lot of painful experiences to make some space between that part of my life and the life that I wanted to live yeah. in order to, I needed to like 
tie a tourniquet around that and like cut that off so that that couldn't be influencing what I knew I could do for myself if I wasn't being so uh, largely affected by my past. So I have to give some uh, appreciation and some love and credit to my uncle, Sam, Sam Maletsky for being the one guy that has continued to reach out throughout my life and be a connection point for me. And we've often resonated with each other, you know, as my dad's brother and, um, my uncle Sam, he's a, he's a warrior, he's a sensei, and he's been running dojos his entire life. And, uh, he's a world champion karate, um, sorry, Japanese champion karate and, um, fighter. And so we have this, uh, what we like to think of as samurai spirit between us, where the, we both resonate in this competitive, focused warrior type mindset. And we can see each other, you know, and we can see each other's value there. And, you know, last year, a uh, year before last, like right before COVID, Christmas before COVID started, I went back to spend some time with my Maledsky blood family. And it was really nice to finally reconnect after 20 years of being, you know, isolated in another world of that I've chosen that has been a great value to me that I love very much. But also, as you said, feeling very detached, feeling very much like the black psychedelic sheep on the outside of my family, you know, that everybody looks at the like the crazy risk taker that does, you know, drinks ayahuasca and <laughs> what the hell who's this you know used to be J- yeah. jason canadian but now is like jason american and world traveler and all these things and and i also get put on a pedestal with my career you know which has um you know being on a pedestal is very isolating you know it's very alone it's it not is. a very fun feeling at all mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of big kudos to my my uncle sam and to what you were saying there, Mel, I was like, I have to take my own responsibility for, yeah, I was the one who put the tourniquet on and tied it. And I was the one who walked away and chose not to be there for my family. And so in the last, say, half a dozen years, and especially the last three or four, I've been making concise efforts to reconnect with all the different people in my family that I had lost touch with in order to help heal some of the wounds that were left untended Beautiful. and make the efforts to, to say, Hey, you know, I recognize that I was the one who walked away from this and didn't continue to have communication and I'm sorry. And how have you been? And, you know, I'm not trying to pretend like I could just walk back in and be part of your, your family now, yeah. because our families are the ones that we, put around us that we choose around us that continue to show up. And I necessarily haven't been that person. So I don't expect to get that in return. Uh, But it's been, I think, healing for both myself and for my other family members to take the time, at least with the ones I've had that opportunity with, to say, you know, uh, this is just what happened. And, you know, here's where we are. Thanks for listening. You know, it takes such bravery to do that, Jay. I so acknowledge you for for doing that. Uh, it's uh, that quote: "If you think you're enlightened, go home and love your family." <laughs> it's a great one. Yeah. It's such a good quote because yeah. it implies that that what we're talking about the depth of of potential pain, you know, but potential just confronting of our own patterns and our own choices. Not that they're all bad. It's not like, cause there's lots of people who have the familial experience, the blood familial experience where the f- blood family is very toxic and it's really, really important for their own evolution and safety in the world to, to put that tourniquet on and to leave very important for them to do that. So I don't want it, this conversation for people listening also to come across as it's always this noble and th- amazing thing to reconnect with your family. That just happens to be part of our, you know, unique stories, Jay and me. But some people really do move on from their blood family entirely in, the, in their lives. And that's the exact right thing for them. 
I want to um, send a little love out to some family out there in case any of them are listening. I've got a whole branch of my family, which I think of as family is my Norwegian family. Oh, I I've love it. spent, I've been really, really fortunate, so blessed. And I, you know, I say blessed by circumstance, but also blessed by my own focus and determination and effort to make this happen for myself. But um, up until last year, I've spent the 16 consecutive years visiting Norway. And that's when you continue to show up on regular, you get this sense of family. And now I have, have had daily communications with my friends, chosen family in Norway for, for years now, where I keep in touch literally every single day Mm -hmm. and some not as regular, but still with, you know, regularity and to the point where, you know, if something happens over there, that's, uh, you know, uh, an incident of some kind, somebody there will pick up the phone and call me immediately, you know, and let me know if something's going on. And I love my Norwegian family, like that Norwegian everybody in Norway from north to south they mean so much to me because now when I go there it feels like going home you know if it's got that sense of of welcome home that I want to I want to shift to that for a second because I've wandered the world most of my life you know since my early 20s when I unplugged out of Toronto and started meandering around the U.S. And eventually the rest of the world, I've looked for that sense of welcome home for ages and just wandered looking for it. And even returning to Toronto many times over the years, I would return back to where I grew up and go, whoa, that welcome home feeling is not here. Yeah, it's It just doesn't exist anymore. I go back past my family home and that home doesn't look anything like where I grew up or doesn't resonate in any way with the same energy that it may have once had. And what I come to realize that is that it's the people, right? It's not the place, it's the people. And that warm welcome of like, come on in, have a seat at the table. You know, this is where you're always welcomed here. I just want to encourage us as people to do that more often. Like when when our friends show up, when our family shows up, that we notably welcome them in and, mm. and, you know, make them feel embraced because it is our job as family members to create that sense of family. And it doesn't matter whether it's if anybody's in their own home, it's just about how we create that for each other. So, you know, we could all be at a restaurant together and here comes somebody that's, you know, not usually part of the, the group, but is definitely part of the family. And you, you sit them down, welcome them, welcome them home and give them a place at the table and nourish each other with compassion and connection and nutrition and all the good things. You know? <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> the, yeah. Don't underestimate the uh, connection of a inside joke <laughs> that can last forever <laughs> and ever and ever. <laughs> Right. But it's so true. It's so true that because that's a good question to think about. We're talking about the depth of family that goes back to family of origin. We're talking about chosen family where we've shown up for years and years. And it begs the question of, well, if I don't have a family now, how do I start to cultivate one? Because I want that. I want that for myself in my life. If that's someone that's listening, what they're thinking, that's a great place to start is to both show up can start to show up, but also to really, you you asked a question earlier, what am I going to do to show these people how much they mean to me? I wrote it down because I'm like, oh, I love that. And it's not that, again, it's a manipulation, but it's something that we can bring intention to that begins to cultivate the level of relationship that we are actually looking for in our lives, the level of connection, the level of of comfortability and feeling welcomed. We do that stuff ourselves for others and it begins to come back to us in, in its mirrored ways. Yeah. It's the best too. you know, Mm. the feeling of the feeling of gratitude that comes from having made the effort to, to show up in those positive ways. It, it, there's nothing else that compares to it. It's so soul filling. It's taking that big picture of soul and filling it up, you know? 
for sure. Definitely my experience. That is my experience. I, one of the things I just recently decided just in the last couple of days is that I'm actually going to retrace some of my steps that I've made over the last few months. Um, when I recently got back on the road and felt like it was a good time to start traveling again and visiting friends and chosen family that I was immediately go through my, what's my, my peeps, you know, my close peeps. And I went over to visit the pains and I'm gosh, I love the pains so mm. much. Um, Jackson and autumn and, and the kids, they're just great. And the whole extended family, sisters and moms and dads, I mean, all meant so much to me over the years and checking in with, with them and spending a little time together and then making a point to catch up with TJ and making a point to catch up with Splash and Gabrielle and, and just hitting all the spots. I'm like, how many people can I possibly visit during this? I'm, I've decided that once wasn't enough that I'm going to go, even though I went up that route, I'm going to turn around and go back down the same route uh. and come back for another visit uh, to, to close out the tour this year. I so. love it. It's yeah. perfect. Well, it's, this is something else I put on my list that isn't necessarily, you know, something, well, I mean, I guess it is, they're all sort of deep ideas to contemplate, but my mom and I have been talking about, she has an interest and a curiosity around our, our lineage, like, but where we came from. So we've been talking about this idea of potentially going to Wales and going to the town where our ancestors lived. And we haven't flushed the idea out entirely, but that's never really something, not really in, with any depth that I personally have contemplated, you know? So it's like, it's an interesting idea to me. I, I kind of like, I love the idea of having an experience with my mom that interests her. So that's sort of like when we did the horseback riding, my mom said, oh, my bucket list is to ride a horse again. And like, shouldn't have told me that because I'm the one who makes it fucking happen. You know what I mean? And so we did that and that was wonderful. And Shannon and Maya came. Maya's my god goddaughter. Shannon is my best friend in the universe, of course. And that was a wonderful sort of merging of blood family and chosen family. And so anyway, this idea that my mom has of you can t feel her hesitancy in wanting to not sure how to do it or what to do. And, uh, you know, so I'm taking on the idea and I'm going to explore it to see what what would it look like to for us to travel to this town where our ancestors lived. And I don't know, we might feel like, oh, this is nothing. We might not feel any connection to the land or the space. And we might, I, I just like the idea that we're potentially like we're open to this idea of, of further exploration. I think there's a lot to be said for that. I can think of a, a family friend of mine, a friend of family, chosen family member of mine, a Robert McMillan. He's an Australian fella. God, I love that guy. <laughs> he's a, he's a special human. And, uh, <laughs> he's and many, many people will say that, you know, he's just an incredible person. And he recently did that same thing where he went back to Scotland and went for the tour and went and stood in the places where his ancestors were from to, in order to make that reconnection. And his stories uh, are very vibrant and full of energy. And I would encourage you to, to take that path. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. My love mother it. also did the same thing um, when I was probably 10 or 11 years old. My mom took a summer vacation and I think I stayed with my sister and she took the car and went all across Canada searching for our bloodline. Wow. And she made a whole family tree and went and reconnected with people in almost every province across Canada and some of the U.S. Uh, finding where her, her mother's bloodline came from, the French Canadian side of the house. So really interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. I'm I'm definitely curious. My dad's been big into family trees as well. And uh I haven't I just haven't really looked at it much, to be honest. So I I, yeah. I intend to just because of a curiosity that's percolating. And I obviously you know I'm one that says follow your curiosities, trust them as the sort of touch points of things to lean into. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that and I'll keep you guys posted. I've always been curious about my Polish heritage because if you've seen my name before it's very unique there are not very many Maledskis. if you type in the name Maledski, you're going to find one of myself my brother my uncle his son my half brother that's it 
Like that's that's the entire list of Maledskis in North America. So, but in Poland, that's it. There's fits on one hand, right? In Poland, though, the name persists, and there are more. And there's also a bunch of different spellings. And I've been learning more from my uncle during our visits, and it's interesting to see the whole heritage. And uh, I'm curious to learn more about it. And I think maybe one day I'll make a trip there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just food for thought. You know, I feel like this episode is a really good one. It's just a lot, lots of different touch points for food, food for thought for people of like, okay, how are we going to, am I going to engage in this concept? What does this concept mean to me? What am I doing now that fits this bill? What would I want to bring more intention to who is on my list that I would like to cultivate a deeper familial relationship with yada, yada, yada. Where could I explore a curiosity that's connected potentially to lineage or simply chosen family thread of connection? Because I feel like you can follow lineage even with chosen family and feel a connection to that, that familial line as well, even though there's not blood there. Yeah. And I think there's something else that's really uh, active in my mind over the last couple of years when it comes to family and that is the concept of creating family circles in different mm. areas. So oh, we've cool. done so within the trust, the journey, you know, we have our trust, the journey family, which is yep. the people who are, have obliged themselves through their own choice to show up with regularity and say, this is a circle that I would like to sit in and to say, I would like to be part of this. And I've also, uh, we, we've also done that very much within flight one, where uh, that team, that corporation, that family sits together regularly in smaller and larger circles with the same intention of showing up for each other to create a value that is a direction of what they're trying to create for each other. And whether it's inside of, you know, a group like Trust the Journey or a company like Flight One or a, a circle like one of the ones that I sit in regularly, which is the Burning Man community, which is much extended. And that overlaps into so many different other areas of music and art and how these layers of community happen, whether it be in Moab, where I'm spending a lot of my time or up here in Canada, whatever the, the energies wherever they may lie, the the more important part of that in my mind anyways, is choosing to say this is a family mm-hmm. and recognizing it as such mm-hmm. rather than allowing it to be an event or a job or yep. a group, you know? And I like mm-hmm. putting the stamp of family on it because if we think about it differently, if we allow ourselves to say, hey, this is actually important to me in this context, that it's not just a group that I joined on Facebook, you know, having a group on Facebook is whatever. I got my go. It doesn't make any difference. You know, I leave, I say something nasty to somebody and I walk away, you know, but if it's a family, if I'm bought in and I've actually chosen to be part of it, it doesn't mean it's suddenly going to be amazing or that it's going to be easy or that the parts of it are now magic. What it means is it's going to keep going and it's going to keep going and we're going to keep showing up and we're going to keep being part of it. And we're going to work there and be there for each other uh, through the, you know, through the celebrations and through the, the you know, the failures and the, the challenges. Yeah. And the cultivation of the common family values So like not every group, the Burning Man group has a set of certain family values, as does the Trust the Journey family, as does my blood family, as does our chosen family, as does the Sky family. And I think that's a thing to think about, too. I've heard it in entrepreneurial circles where people will throw around, oh, we're a family as an implication around business and company culture. So you're talking about flight one. It's it's one thing to throw around the word and think it will make people feel a sense of connection. And it's quite another to actually live embodying those values such that connection is real. So I think that's really important distinction also. So, yeah, call it a family and then rubber meets the road where we have to show up as those as those things consistently over time. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's I couldn't echo that sentiment enough. <laughs> I so echo. 
I, I also echo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like this is a really expansive topic. I would love to hear other people's thoughts on this. You know, people, you know, listeners, whoever, whomever's listening, I really would be interested to hear if you if you have thoughts and you're w- willing to share. Definitely, like, write us on Instagram or or whatever. Trust the journey today on Instagram, only because it's just it's just, it's always so fascinating to hear more people's take on on these broader subject matters and these things that matter to us so much. Oh, I mean, I feel so much safer in the world, so much more fulfilled in my life because of the different versions of family that are lived families. It it matters a lot in the realm of life fulfillment and and happiness. In my experience, it so does. It's really, really important. It's definitely something that I've realized throughout my journey is that early on, I thought I could do things on my own and I could, you know, there's a lot you can do on your own. A lot of what we do individually makes up who we are, but the greater context is we don't pull it off on our own. We need a family around us to support us in whatever that context is, whether it's a sky family or whether it's a blood family or whether it's a, you know, working environment family or some mission that we've chosen together or some collective goal. And I was thinking about that sense that, um, oftentimes what binds us together is challenge or trauma. It's something that we need to overcome either as a, as a collective or individually through, you know, supporting each other. But usually there's some challenge or trauma that brings us together, that binds us, or yep. there's some celebration, there's some victory. So a wedding is a great thing to say, Hey, oh, here's a, here's a, here's a binding, here's a celebration. This brings a family together, but there's also big challenges like natural disasters or, you know, the building of a, a, a community or whatever it is that we are trying to, we're trying to do where we work together towards that common goal. And I think that that hits the nail on the head in so many aspects of whether it's a, um, whether it's a corporate environment and we're working towards a corporate goal, a common goal within that company, or whether it's a, blood family and we're working towards a common goal within that group it's all about saying hey what is it that we're actually doing here and why we get back to this mission vision values type approach to life and living and apply that to our family and group circumstances and that's really what binds us it what's it's what makes it have makes it matter it's it's what makes it worth doing yeah right exactly Exactly. I love that you brought up trauma bonding. I, uh, I just recently finished, I just on my drive to and from the funeral this week, I, I listened to in its entirety, Neil Strauss's book called The Truth. It's a super intense book about like relationships and, and trauma and therapy and sex and like tons of stuff. Um, it's definitely not a read for everyone, but it's, it's really interesting from the therapeutic lens, it talks about trauma bonding and and how we get through that and stuff like that. Anyway, I brought that up only because you mentioned trauma bonding. But when you mentioned the that you used to be the person who's like, oh, I can do it all my by myself. That that pff, me to a T. I absolutely used to be that person who's like, oh, I can do it all by myself. And you know what? I've fucking done a lot of stuff by myself. And you can only go so far, and you will only be at a certain level of fulfilled in the world and in yourself without without cultivated connections and love that's my that's my belief i mean again to each their own but i really believe that deeply it is so clear how i limited myself for so long because i kept people at an arm's length yeah i absolutely echo that statement in my my own experience as well yeah 
Oh, well, any any thoughts, any final thoughts, anything we should leave the family with? <laughs> mm, I want to send a little more love out. I want to send some love to Rebecca. I'm going to come visit her again a little bit. She's just chosen family for me, but it's almost not chosen. It's just like the universe made that decision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I want to send some love to Brad and Talitha. I'm on my way to gonna come visit you. If you yeah. hear this episode, you're finding out right now. I'm coming to visit you again. <laughs> And I want to send some love to Julie because she's just been the best to me and to Tucci, who has also been infinitely supportive uh, and to yourself, Melanie. Oh, I love you. Yeah. I love you. I'm always out there with the gratitude, you know, my attitude, my attitude is tell people you love them, make it weird, do it 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 loud. Yeah. Do it often. (sighs) So freaking true, man. I send thank you notes a lot. I like to send physical mail. So that's a way you can slow, you know, that's another way you can show up in a weird way. But, but yeah, I, I mean, if I go on and on about, oh my God, yeah. Oh, I just, the gratitude. Yeah. I, I can't say enough about the people who are my family. I am so lucky. And you, you said the uh, earlier about how in challenge, we really get clear so that's the thing. It's easy to show up when it's easy. It's hard to show up when it's hard, whether that's us cultivating a relationship or us being there for someone. It really adversity really does separate for a lot of people, meaning recognize adversity and the difficulty to show up as your opportunity to create depth. And connection with people you care about. Yeah, absolutely. I like to send a little more family appreciation out because this is how we do it. And this is the time to do it. There's a, a woman who is no longer with us, unfortunately, but she made some great efforts to embrace me. And she did it to so many people. This is the thing that made her so, so welcoming and so loving. And it's Betty from skydive like wales from florida skydiving center oh, she cool. ran that operation for ages and she was just so wonderful and i often i think about my sky family i think about the people that you know really helped me on my path and so i think about people like betty i think about people like bob hallett who made space at skydive the land i think about performance designs and john leblanc and and, and bill co who made space in that corporate family for me to be able to have the path towards where I am. People like Pat over at SunPath, Mm -hmm. come on, right? Like these are wonderful people. Dan, BC, the whole Airspeed crew, you know, Craig Gerard. These are people I think of as family as well. And I can't thank them enough, you know, for being who they are and for just being the people that they are. And and my whole PD factory team can't thank you guys enough. No. Mm -hmm. That's that's a family. Love it or hate it. Love, love <laughs> it great or not, you know, thick and thin, beautiful and terrible. All the things that we've had through that. We're coming up on 20 years of that, that team now. And that is a family if I've ever seen one. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. can't get through 20 years without ups and downs. Yeah. You know, sure. oh, I love it. Oh, I love all those people that you said. <laughs> Oh, I'm just grateful as well. I don't know. I feel like my brain is almost reeling right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just reeling. I'm going to take take this episode. I'm going to step away from this episode and I'm going to, I'm going to do some, some more intentional contemplation around how I'm showing up, how I'm expressing my love and gratitude and, and really just take a look and see where I want to lean in. I'm closing out the Canadian portion of my summer tour and I want to send a little love out to all my Canadian friends who I visited over the last month. I've really truly appreciated every one of you welcoming me with open arms and it's been so great to spend time uh, whether it be hiking in the mountains or chilling out at the house or cooking some food or whatever it is that we've done together hanging out and y'all know who you are. It's been great, eh? <laughs> and I am very excited about the 
the next month of traveling um and and the people that i'm looking forward to visiting you know who you are i'll see you within days in weeks here and i want to send out a shout out to my flight one family too a flight one's been you know such a huge part of my life for, for so long and it's been it's such a broad family now across the whole world and I really do think of everybody in this company as family and I really do value everybody's huge amount of effort that everybody puts in in their own way to building themselves to building the team to building the energy and you know we're we're not perfect we we've got our ups and downs we've got our evolutions and changes but we do have a clear vision and a clear mission for what it is that we're trying to do for ourselves and for each other and for our sky family as a whole. So big ups to flight one family. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being part of the team. Oh, well, on that note, my friend, I feel like that is a perfect place to close this one out with some serious gratitude and acknowledgements, detailed acknowledgements for them and, and your people. And I, I love that. I love that for you and them and and myself, because I'm certainly a part of the benefit of all that you guys bring. Thank you. Really means a lot. Yeah. Well, trust the journey, family, everybody listening and anybody in our crew already feel free to join us in in the more intimate family where we get up to conversations. Join us by donating on Patreon at any amount. So go to the website, trustthejourney.today to do that. Um, but if you feel like just contributing in another way, you can share this episode with somebody who you feel it might resonate with. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can leave us a five-star review. You can do lots of little things like that. Comment on the things that we share on Instagram. That's also trustthejourney.today. Or if you just keep listening, we, we value that and your time and energy. And we love you so much. Subscribe on YouTube if you want to follow us there. You can leave some comments on the episodes on YouTube. We'll get to those. If you really want to reach us right away, direct message on Instagram via trustthejourney.today is probably the most effective method. And we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being part of our family. And thanks for sharing part of your lives with us. Showing up. Absolutely. Absolutely.